Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaHealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good afternoon and welcome to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community. Your host is Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. This hour is designed to inspire, inform, and to help you live better with cancer. Now, here's your host, Kim Tibaldo. Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Cancer, an internet radio show that focuses on informing and inspiring people to live well with cancer. I'm Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. The wellness community and Gilda's Club have united to become the Cancer Support Community, one of the largest providers of cancer support in the United States and around the world. In fact, our services are offered at more than 100 locations worldwide and online at www.cancersupportcommunity.org. Uh, on today's show, which is being brought to you in part by AZI and Morphotech. We will be talking about an initiative that the cancer support community is proud to be a part of for the second consecutive year, Lee National Denim Day. Denim Day is a nationwide fundraiser that encourages people to wear their favorite pair of jeans on Friday, October 7th and make a donation to aid in the fight against breast cancer. In fact, since 1996, Denim Day has helped to raise more than $83 million for breast cancer research and support. And uh, in the next hour here with us, you'll learn how easy it is to raise uh, millions of dollars along with us simply by wearing your favorite pair of jeans and donating the amount that you spent on those jeans to this important cause. Uh, to put our discussion in perspective today, let's look at a few facts. We know that one uh, uh, person is diagnosed with breast cancer every three minutes in the United States. One in eight women will be diagnosed with breast cancer in their lifetime, and uh, about 10 to 15 percent of breast cancers are diagnosed in women who are uh, younger than 45 years old. Uh, Denim Day partners with the Entertainment Industry Foundation to fund breast cancer research programs at Lee Laboratories and research institutions nationwide, really helping scientists develop more effective and, and really less toxic treatments for breast cancer. Uh, Denim Day also contributes funds to emotional and spo- uh, social support services like those provided at the cancer support community so that people who are diagnosed with cancer do not have to face the disease alone. Um, as you can probably imagine, it takes many people to ensure that Lee National Denim Day is a success. And uh, three of them are here with us today to talk about how this initiative began, why it is such a worthy cause, and how easy it is um, for you personally to make a difference in the fight against breast cancer. First, we have with us Nancy White, Manager of Marketing Services for Lee Jeans. Nancy has been managing the Denim Day Initiative for Lee for more than 10 years, uh, and she'll be sharing with us today a little more about the history of the program and what it has achieved since it began in 1996. Thanks for being here, Nancy. Thank you, Kim. 
We are also here with Dr. Mike Gillette, instructor at the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute and Harvard Medical School in Boston and research fellow at the Broad Institute. The Broad Institute is one of several research facilities funded by Lee Denim Day, and Dr. Gillette is here to tell us how funds raised by Denim Day benefit breast cancer research programs across the country and his work specifically, which focuses on early detection of breast cancer. Welcome, Dr. Gillette. Thanks very much for having me. And lastly, we are pleased to welcome Peggy Rowe, a breast cancer survivor and spokesperson for Lee Denim Day this year, 2011. Peggy is also mother to Mike Rowe, host of Discovery Channel's Dirty Jobs, one of my favorites. Uh, The two are speaking out together on behalf of Denim Day this year and are raising the stakes to make this the most successful Denim Day to date. Thanks for being here, Peggy. Well, thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. So let's start with you, Nancy. Let's get a little bit of uh, of history for our listeners on this Denim Day. It began 16 years ago, 1996. What prompted Lee to start Denim Day? And, and, and tell us a little bit more about the dollars that have been raised by this initiative over those years. Okay, Kim. Um, Denim Day actually got started with a group of Lee employees. They were out to lunch one afternoon, and one of the associates had just lost her mother to breast cancer, unfortunately. And one by one, they realized that each one of them knew somebody that had been touched by breast cancer. And they immediately thought that they, as a denim brand, as a a group that has women as their number one consumer, they thought they needed to and they wanted to do something about it. At the same time, Lee Corporate had challenged the marketing team to come up with uh, one of the first cause marketing programs. It was a new term back then. And with that, the team went out and did a lot of research um, to find out what was important to our number one consumer, women. They looked at literacy, heart disease, many, many causes, and breast cancer consistently rose to the top. Uh, So with that information, we enlisted the help of our PR agency to develop a program that was relevant to Denim, and we really wanted to give individuals a program that they could feel like they were truly making a difference rather than going out and asking corporations to make a donation. And from all that information, Lee Jeans is proud to have developed the original Go Casual for a Cause program. And as you mentioned earlier, since 1996 with Um, participants nationwide, we've raised more than $83 million for the cause. And this year, on October 7th, we hope to raise millions more. So I know, uh, Nancy, that folks can find out about the campaign at DenimDay.com, and we're going to be saying that website throughout the show because we want folks to jump onto their computers and and, uh, uh, check out DenimDay.com to find out how they can can get involved. But can you explain for our listeners how the campaign raises funds and a little bit more about what those funds support and why, why, uh, you know, did you choose sort of the the different places where the grant money is going? Certainly. Um, Denim Day is essentially about hundreds of thousands of people coming together for a common cause. We invite them to wear their jeans on Denim Day. We select a day. Um, it's usually the first Friday in October, National Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and we want to raise awareness and funds for the fight against breast cancer on a single day. They wear their denim. Um, they wear a pink ribbon pin that we provide to them, and they show their sign of support and solidarity for this cause. Um, we ask that by participating in Denim Day that each participant make a donation to the women's cancer programs of EIF. And you'll be hearing more specifically about this from Dr. Gillette, but um, the women's cancer programs of EIF funds 
the lead laboratories for translational breast cancer research, um, the EIF biomarker discovery project, and, of course, your program, the cancer support community. Uh, EIF has a unique model in that they invite scientists from across the country at different research facilities to join forces and to work on um, research projects together. And it's a unique model, and we Lee was very excited and proud to partner with EIF um, to utilize this model and see some results from these research programs. Well, Nancy, I know we're going to be um, shortly getting into some of the research more specifically and, and, and the strides that are being made through the funding uh, that, that is going to some of these Lee labs um, across the country. But, but can you give us a sense of the scope of the campaign, how many people participate uh, in Denim Day each year, maybe some examples of how people choose to kind of mark or celebrate Denim Day in their office or home or school, how that works? Sure. In our first year, in 1996, we set a goal of raising a million dollars, and we were pleasantly surprised to have 300,000 people sign up that first year, and we raised 1.4 million. Mm. And since that time, we've had more than a million people participating each year. Um, unfortunately, we all know somebody that's been affected by breast cancer, and we all want to do something to help. So our numbers of participants have steadily grown over the years. Uh, we have teams that sign up. Um, go to denimday.com. You sign up your team. It can be a staff at a hospital, a school, bank, retail stores, restaurants, law offices, every business model out there. We have groups that are participating in the program. We have sports groups, church groups, and groups of family and uh, friends that join together. And whether you're a team of five or 5,000 people, each team creates an event that matches their culture. We've re we get photos every year from teams celebrating um, offices that submit pictures of their bake sale or they have raffles or they have contests where can, uh, employees offer up the most pink or the most creative use of pink. We've had schools send in pictures of students toting around a wagon where they're collecting change from all the, their other students in the school. Um, we encourage teams to celebrate the day in whatever manner works for their team. We also have virtual teams online at denimday.com. You, if you have friends and family that are spread out across the country, you can use the team pages to rally everyone together using email templates and uh, photo posting, photo sharing tools, and support the cause that way. So, Nancy, it really does. It really pulls communities together, creates a strong sense of community for people to rally behind this. Absolutely. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, Peggy, let me pull you into the conversation here. Um, uh, what made you, uh, Peggy Rowe, and your son, Mike Rowe, want to be a part of uh, Denim Day in 2011? Well, what drew me into it was a phone call from Mike. Um, he called and told me that he had agreed to be the this year's celebrity ambassador for the National Denim Day, and since I have a history, he asked if I'd be uh, interested in joining him, and so, of course, I said, I said yes, that I would for two reasons. First of all, it was a selfish reason. I got to fly to L.A. and spend the day with Mike. <laughs> it's fun <laughs> to hang out with Mike whenever I can, and secondly, it was, it was an opportunity to do something positive uh, for a good cause. 
Nancy, tell us. Uh, I, I know that you had a chance to be with Peggy and and, uh, and Mike, and they've been out there creating a public service announcement. And how are you guys feeling at Lee about having Peggy and Mike as our spokespeople for the campaign this year? Oh, we are so excited, um, Mike. Of course, is our Lee brand ambassador as well, and it just made perfect sense to invite him to be a part of this cause as well. And his mom being a survivor, um, it just made perfect sense. And I was lucky enough to join them out in L.A. that day and got to meet Peggy and spend the day with them, and we can certainly see where he gets his sense of humor. Uh, (laughs) He comes by it very honestly. She is just a hoot to be around, and it was a great day, and they are doing great things to help us spread the word about Denim Day. Wonderful. Um, Nancy, we're going to jump to the break here in just a minute, but if folks go to DenimDay.com, what will they find? How can they get involved? There is a participate button. Um, There are videos of Mike um, telling us why he has taken his jeans off this year um, in hopes of helping us raise millions of dollars for the fight against breast cancer. There are promotional resources. There's all kinds of tools from um, posters and envelope stuffers and email templates. Um, You can donate directly online right there at denimday.com. We also have a Facebook page. If you go to Lee Jean's Facebook page, you can get on the Denim Day tab, and you can donate right there or rally your Facebook friends to help you raise money as well. So, Peggy, your son took his jeans off. He's in these these ads without his jeans on. Well, I told you he had a sense of humor. (laughs) He did. He removed his jeans, and in front of cameras, he held his jeans in the air and... um, he appealed to people to please donate the cost of a new pair of jeans, and um, I hope I hope it was effective. I think it will be. Who else would have nerve to take their jeans off on on television? Or now, did they make you take your jeans off too, Peggy? Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> I felt yeah. I, I was very grateful that I didn't have to do that. I do the draw the line somewhere, you know. Uh, well, we all, we all have to. We all have to. Uh, this is Kim Tebaldo with Frankly Speaking About Cancer. We're talking today about Lee National Denim Day. Lee National Denim Day is a uh, national campaign where we're asking folks on Friday, October 7th, to make a donation uh, to our wonderful campaign. The dollars raised go uh, to the Entertainment Industry Foundation to fund breast cancer research programs at Lee Laboratories and Research Institutions. The dollars also come to our organization, the Cancer Support Community, uh, to help support our educational programs and support programs for uh, breast cancer patients and their families uh, around the country to fulfill our uh, vision, uh, and that is that, that no one faces cancer alone. This is Frankly Speaking About Cancer. We're going to take a quick break here. We'll be right back. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Hi, I'm Nick Nicolaitis, President and CEO of Morphotech, and we're delighted to be a sponsor of Cancer Support Community's Frankly Speaking About Cancer series. Morphotech and its parent company, Azi, are committed to human health care, and we recognize that patients and their families are the most important participants in the health care process. We salute our global advocacy partners who are devoted to improving the lives of people touched by cancer every day. Effective cancer treatment requires more than just medication or surgery. For the country's 12 million cancer survivors and their loved ones, the social and emotional challenges of adapting to life with cancer are ongoing. How to handle co-workers' questions, 
how to get comfortable with new physical realities, how to reassure worried family members, or explain to friends your priorities have changed. The Cancer Support Community is ready to help by providing free counseling, education, and hope for survivors and their caregivers. Whether online or at over 100 locations around the world, the Cancer Support Community is ready to offer the support you need to live a better life with cancer. For more information on support groups, publications, nutrition, exercise programs, and more, call 1-888-793-9355 or visit us online at www.cancersupportcommunity.org. That's cancersupportcommunity.org. The Cancer Support Community, a global network of education and hope. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community, an inspirational program offering the resources you need to live a better life with cancer. Now here's your host, Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking About Cancer, brought to you in part today by Genentech and Celgene. Uh, on today's show, we're talking about Lee National Denim Day, a fundraising initiative for breast cancer research and support. Check out denimday.com as we welcome uh, Dr. Mike Gillette uh, into the conversation here. Dr. Gillette is an instructor at the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute and Harvard Medical School and a research fellow at the Broad Institute in Boston. Uh, Dr. Gillette's team there at the Institute is one of several research beneficiaries of the the, uh, the Denim Day funds. Um, Dr. Gillette, I want to ask you, I know Lee National Denim Day has been able to fund uh, some wonderful breast cancer research projects across the country through the partnership with the Entertainment Industry Foundation. Can you tell us a little bit about the research that you're working on through some of those funds? Uh, sure, I'd be glad to. Our research uh, at present focuses on what we call biomarkers. Um, biomarkers are generally things that we can measure that tell us important things about the functioning of the body, including all kinds of things about health or disease. So people are actually pretty familiar with biomarkers. Blood pressure, for instance, is an example of a a type of biomarker. Uh, Measurements of cholesterol are another. Uh, The biomarkers we're working on are a little bit more like the idea of cholesterol in that they're based on the analysis of blood and other body fluids. And in particular, what we're doing is using fairly sophisticated equipment to study proteins that are in the blood. Our hope is that the levels of some of these proteins, little molecules that are circulating uh, with the bloodstream, might be different between women who are afflicted by breast cancer compared to those who don't have breast cancer. And differences of that sort could provide the foundation for a blood test for breast cancer. Now, you could actually imagine a test like that being used in a variety of different ways. So, for instance, it might help us predict patients who are at special risk of developing breast cancer, uh, or it might assist in deciding the best therapy for a particular woman's cancer, or uh, in allowing the effectiveness of that treatment to be monitored, so uh, demonstrating that the tumor, for instance, is beginning to disappear with effective therapy. In our case, we've been especially interested in the possibility that such markers might allow us to have earlier and more effective breast cancer diagnosis. So tell us about the importance of that, the importance of early detection, early diagnosis for breast cancer. Well, early detection is vital in in breast cancer. Um, Evidence in breast cancer, as in many other cancers, that early detection really provides the best chance for achieving a cure, which is everyone's goal. Uh, At present, the mainstays of early detection involve imaging approaches that 
allow trained physicians to look directly at breast tissue mm-hmm. and see areas that are concerning, either as uh, pre-cancers or as early cancers. Now, of course, the most important such method is mammography, uh, and it's very important to emphasize that all the women in your audience should be consulting with their physicians and making certain that if they're an appropriate candidate for a mammogram, their mammography is up to date. Uh, There are other imaging techniques that are being used regularly, and some in more of an exploratory way. A magnetic resonance imaging, MRI, Mm -hmm. is one such example, which might have a really important additional role in specific subsets of patients who are at high risk for the development of breast cancer. But as important as mammography is, and as large a difference as we believe it is made uh, in the ability of uh, women to have early detection that's successful and so achieve cures of their breast cancer, it's still not a perfect test. Mm -hmm. Uh, First, one big problem is that not everyone who should get a mammogram does so, and still more women who do get them don't get them as regularly as they should. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are a lot of reasons for that, but for some uh, women it's because they find the test uncomfortable or otherwise unpleasant. Uh, There are other issues. Like all tests, mammography can raise suspicions for a cancer when there isn't any present. That's a false alarm, but one that causes understandably particular uh, concern and distress on the part of the patient and, and her family. Also, like other tests, mammography can miss early cancers that are present. Our goal is to work towards a blood test that will be a complement to mammography, so um, something that might be more acceptable to some women as a routine screening test than a mammogram, something that might be more easy to, uh, to deliver in certain healthcare environments, might be a little bit more cost-effective, um, and that might be used in concert with mammography in interesting ways. So, for instance, a blood test might determine which women need mammography or how closely they should be followed. Again, I want to emphasize this blood test doesn't exist yet, and so no one's right. canceling their mammograms yes. to wait for this blood test. But our hope is that we'll be able to help other physicians in their quest to make the earliest and most accurate diagnoses possible. Now, Dr. Gillette, we know that there was you know, recently some uh, sort of controversy around mammogram in terms of how, who should get a mammogram, at what age, how often. Um, Can you just give our listeners a little bit of insight into what the current guidelines are um, in terms of mammograms so we make sure we're getting this right? I need to be very careful here because, as it happens, there is not one set of current Mm -hmm. guidelines. Yes. Uh, And uh, these are all very responsible organizations uh, filled with expert clinicians who think very deeply about uh, the best way to implement uh, mammography as a screening tool, and they have still reached a position where there is some discord about the best age at which to start uh, getting routine mammography. Uh, Certainly by age 50 is widely accepted, and also the intervals at which one needs mammography at different ages. So there are periods where a two-year interval seems to be sufficient, uh, and then a period, particularly when you're in your 60s and 70s, where annual mammography is endorsed. And then finally, there's probably an age at which getting mammography is no longer as important um, because one is always trying to look for the opportunity for a test to provide uh, life saved, so years of additional life. Uh, And after a certain age, even a new diagnosis of breast cancer might very well not affect the longevity of that patient. 
But right now there are the major organizations that uh, dictate the way that these tests ought to be deployed haven't reached a consensus. And I know that's something that's being actively pursued. I think there probably will be some accord uh, in the next round of recommendations, which we can expect in the next one to two years. So best information at this point is talk to your doctor. Uh, about um, about your your own profile, your own risk, your own family history, so that um, you can really work in partnership with your doctor to make sure you have the best kind of screening program for you. Is that right? That's absolutely right. And uh, I don't want to imply in any way that, that this difference of opinion suggests that um, there's any doubt about the utility of mammography. Mm-hmm. It's really more about the specifics of delivering a test that is directed towards individual women but needs to be deployed across a large population. And people are just uh, continuing to struggle with the most thoughtful and effective way to achieve that. The best way, as you said, is to have a conversation with your own physician who yeah. will have his or her own protocols uh, to be followed. So let's go back um, for a minute, Dr. Gillette. We're so fortunate to have you as an expert on, on, on our show today, and I just want to, you know, just take a couple more minutes to dive into uh, some of these medical uh, medical questions as we continue uh, to talk about Denim Day um, and the, the important research programs uh, that Denim Day is funding. Is funding. I think it's so critical for our listeners to really understand that the, the funds that are raised through Denim Day go uh, go to these programs through the Entertainment Industry Foundation. So really funding some of this cutting-edge research that's going on around the country. The dollars also come here to the cancer support community to make sure those folks, you know, what we've got this, this, this promise of the research on the horizon here, but we certainly know there are a lot of folks who have cancer today who are in need of support, who are in need of resources and, you know, a place to go to manage a diagnosis of cancer today. And so I think part of the beauty of the, uh, you know, of the, of the Denim Day funds are that we're funding, you know, both that promise for tomorrow and then certainly the immediate needs of patients um, for today, but I just want to, before we go to the break here in a, in a couple of minutes, I just want to t- talk for a minute more about these about these uh, these biomarkers. Um, uh, so, are we talking about um, tests potentially for uh, you know women who have a family uh, a family history of breast cancer? Are we discovering new gene- genes and, and genetic mutations that show? that there may be through a blood test we can identify somebody who has a higher risk or as you were saying earlier perhaps if you have a certain gene you might benefit from a therapy that someone else might not benefit from well those are terrific questions and very insightful first i want to uh, call a little bit more attention to the point you made a minute ago which is to say that uh, important work in breast cancer as in all cancers comes in many forms and i want to thank you for the kind of work that uh, your organization is doing as a cancer survivor myself i know the importance of having uh, active support for um, you know for people who are going through this on a daily basis uh, our work is really trying to uh, to get towards Uh, a future in which therapies uh, are much more effective and much better tolerated. And that's based on exactly the kind of of, uh, different aspects of cancer biology that you described. So the biomarker work in particular is a little bit different in that it's agnostic to uh, the nature of the cancer. And by that I mean the following. We don't really care whether proteins that we're measuring even have anything to do with the cancer itself. What we care about is that they are so strongly associated with the presence of cancer that their detection suggests 
that the cancer is present. And that's uh, an important distinction. At the end of the day, we think that biomarkers, if they're going to be effective, will most likely relate importantly to the cancer biology. But it isn't absolutely essential. So, for instance, there are some uh, conditions that have a, a characteristic rash. And it's not very clear that the rash is important in the overall mm pathology of the disease, it just appears and gives us a hint. That's the way we think about our biomarkers in some measure. That said, the work of a lot of the other laboratories that are being underwritten by the EIS and by Lee Laboratories uh, is really very much at that molecular level, understanding the genetic abnormalities that lead to cancer, the genetics of individuals who, uh, that make them more or less susceptible to the development of breast mm-hmm. cancer, the characteristics of the tumors themselves that give them potential weaknesses that can be exploited by therapies that are very directly targeted to that specific cancer. And I think the overall field of cancer biology, uh, including breast cancer, is making exciting strides in the direction of characterizing cancers so precisely that not only the things that give them competitive advantages are understood, but their weaknesses can be understood and effectively exploited. And that really is the emphasis of many of the other leading laboratories that are underwritten by uh, this organization. Wow, just fantastic information. Um, Again, I want to encourage folks to go to denimday.com where you can find out more about the Lee Labs and about some of the uh, amazing cutting-edge research that this campaign um, is funding. And, and again, in addition to the women's cancer programs of the Entertainment Industry Foundation, a portion of the funds raised by Denim Day in 2011 will benefit the cancer support community and our affiliate network uh, across the country, including the wellness community uh, and Gilda's Club. And I know our affiliate network's been hard at work registering teams and planning Denim Day celebrations um, in their own communities. As Nancy was saying, it really this is really a great way to drive some great community events, community activities, rally uh, folks at the workplace, folks in schools. I know a lot of city governments, county governments uh, have signed on to the campaign, and it's just, it's just wonderful. If you live uh, anywhere across the country uh, uh, or particularly in the vicinity of a cancer support community affiliate, know that a uh, you know, portion of your donation will certainly go to these, uh, to these support programs as well as to the amazing uh, cutting-edge research that, that Dr. Gillette has been uh, telling us about. So uh, uh, again, uh, we're going we're gonna to just go to a quick break here, uh, but we're talking about Lee National Denim Day scheduled this year for Friday, October 7th, 2011. If you want to register yourself, your family, your workplace, uh, your team, go to denimday.com. Check us out. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Learn more. Live better. Voice America Health and Wellness. Hi, I'm Nick Nicolaitis, President and CEO of Morphotech, and we're delighted to be a sponsor of Cancer Support Community's Frankly Speaking About Cancer series. Morphotech and its parent company, Azi, are committed to human health care, and we recognize that patients and their families are the most important participants in the healthcare process. We salute our global advocacy partners who are devoted to improving the lives of people touched by cancer every day. Hi. I'm Nick Nicolaitis, President and CEO of Morphotech, and we're delighted to be a sponsor of Cancer Support Community's Frankly Speaking About Cancer series. Morphotech and its parent company, Azi, are committed to human health care, and we recognize that patients and their families are the most important participants in the health care process. We salute our global advocacy partners who are devoted to improving the lives of people touched by cancer every day. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community, an inspirational program offering the resources you need to live a better life with cancer. 
Now here's your host, Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking About Cancer, brought to you uh, in part today by Millennium and Amgen Oncology. I'm Kim Tebaldo, your host, and today we're talking about Lean National Denim Day, a fundraising initiative that the cancer support community is proud to be a part of uh, this year in 2011. Earlier in the program, we spoke with uh, Nancy White of Lee Jeans about how Denim Day has grown over the past 16 years to raise more than $83 million for the fight against breast cancer, just an unbelievable, staggering amount. Um, we've also spoken with Dr. Mike Gillette, research fellow at the Broad Institute, about how monies raised by Denim Day benefit some of the nation's leading cancer research institutions. Uh, also joining us on the show today is Peggy Rowe, breast cancer survivor and one of this year's 2011 Lee National Denim Day spokespeople. Peggy is mother to Mike Rowe, the beloved host of Discovery Channel's Dirty Jobs. And Peggy, you'll have to let Mike know that the, the camel farm was one of my uh, my, my very favorite uh, episodes. Um, one of the few where I didn't have to cover my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I watched it with my 16-year-old nephew, and he did cover his eyes for a portion oh, of the show. <laughs> uh, but uh, today, Mike and Peggy are, are really raising the stakes this year in 2011, um, and uh, determined to bring in more donations than, than, than ever before. And Peggy, we're so glad uh, that you and Mike have chosen to speak out on behalf of Denim Day um, this year. And, and for those just uh, uh, just joining us, Peggy is a breast cancer um, survivor. And I'd just love for you to talk a little bit more about what, what Denim Day means to you, Peggy. Well, um, first of all, it does mean support um, for not only cancer research, but for the one in eight women out there who have had cancer or will have cancer in their lifetime. Um, I joined a support group, uh, not because I wanted to. Um, when I was diagnosed, I had surgery, followed by some pretty intense radiation. Yeah. And about halfway through my radiation, um, I had some problems. Some were ordinary problems, like uh, developing a rash and uh, redness and, and rawness on the skin, just pretty much discomfort. But I also had some swallowing problems. and. Before I knew it, um, for the first time in my life, I was depressed. I had mm. never, ever had depression. It was just so alien to me. And I, I spoke to one of the oncology nurses, and um, she said, I think you're depressed. She said, why don't you get in touch with the support group? And she gave me a telephone number for the wellness community here in Baltimore. And, of course, I said, I don't need a support group. I have a wonderful husband and supportive family. Really, that's all I need. And, um, well, she begged to differ with me, and I did call the number, fortunately, because it was a really good move. Um, I went to the wellness community, and I did join. Um, once a week, mm. I went for two hours, and I joined a group of women and men um, who could identify with my problem. Yeah. Um, they knew what I was going through. You know, uh, they were. I felt that they were there for me. We listened to each other. We talked. We cried. We laughed. We passed uh, boxes of Kleenex. We ate chocolate. We uh, got to know each other, and uh, it was very helpful. It really was. Um, I do a blog for Mike's website, microworks.com, and um, I have written a blog about this, and 
I've told the whole story, the, you know, the humor and the agony. and um, it's, The support groups are out there, and whether people think they need one or not, they are just invaluable. Yeah. They are. I, I, I think, think it is that, 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 that sense of, of just connecting with others. I mean, you talk, Peggy, and we hear folks talk about, oh, you know what, I have this wonderful family, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, you know I have great friends, I don't really need this. But then what, what you're saying and what we hear oftentimes is, is, is as wonderful as my family is, they, they perhaps just don't understand exactly what it is that I'm going through and what I'm experiencing. And really connecting with others who are going through that same experience really makes all the difference. Well, it's true. And you just feel as though you have no control over your life anymore, and in some respects you don't. Um, People who haven't been through that really don't get it. Uh, As much as they love you, as much as they try, they don't understand. Um, I could be sitting and joking with my husband and laughing about something and stand up, walk across the room. By the time I got across the room, I, I would be in tears, and I didn't know why. Um, also, I would just become angry when things didn't go right. Um, the least little challenge would would just bring about an anger that was just just not me. My my husband mm. must have felt like he was living with a stranger. I remember one day I even threw something at him, which I had <laughs> never done in all yeah. our years of marriage. I think it was a salt shaker, and um, <laughs> and so I'll tell you that the support group really did really did help me and I stayed um, I stayed long after my rash disappeared uh, long after my swallowing issues were resolved I didn't even remember when they disappeared Um, you know it became uh, an important part of my life I think I stayed for about two years and I have recommended it to people through the years now how was your breast cancer detected Peggy oh I was so fortunate Um, I had Regular mammograms. I was mm-hmm. I was 59 uh, when I got cancer, and I had been having regular mammograms, and it was through early detection and nothing, nothing more, nothing less. Um, it was small enough that it was not detectable any other way, um, but through the mammogram it was. And was it was it a challenge to tell your family, to tell your children that you had cancer? Oh, it was. It really was. And for my husband to find out, it was just devastating. And my mother, my poor mother, <laughs> she was in mm-hmm. denial. She kept she kept saying to me, well, you don't really have cancer. You, it's, it's just a little something that's going to go away. And she at the time was in her 70s and just had a terrible time accepting it. And that was something else that we talked about in the group. Um, mm-hmm. The wellness group that I went to had a... Um, uh, let's see. He was um, a he was a paid professional, and he was yes. a psychotherapist. And he kept the meetings on track. Um, he made sure everyone had a chance to talk, and he asked pertinent questions. And if we had issues, uh, like my mother not really accepting the fact that I had cancer, I spoke to him about it, and um, he was very helpful. You know, so these mm-hmm. groups um, educate educate. Yep. 
Yeah, and I also want to say, Peggy, for, for you know, um, uh, you know, we've, I mean, last year alone we ran 22,000 support group sessions at our centers across the country. Um, but, I, you know, I also want folks to know if you think a group is not for you, we're also doing educational seminars, nutrition, uh, exercise, stress reduction. You can come for a yoga class. You can come for a cooking class. So there's a whole range of things that we're, you know, that we're offering. I think that kind of no matter where you are in the, in the, in the cancer experience, um, you know, we've got something for you. Uh, but, Peggy, I know you and Mike have raised the stakes for Denim Day in uh, 2011. So, so just tell us for a minute. Uh, we're we're going to head to break shortly. But what's different about the approach to this year's campaign, and, and what's the message you and Mike are getting out there to the country? Well, to tell you the truth, I was not involved in any of the other campaigns, so I'm not, a sh- I'm not real sure of the approach in mm-hmm. previous years. But I know from what people tell me that, that Mike's approach is unique and that yes. he, has used, uh, he has used humor, whereas other people might find it hard to use humor when they're talking about cancer. But believe me, he's gotten attention. By, by taking his pants off in front of the camera, <laughs> he has gotten more attention than giving a heartfelt message and holding those jeans in the air and just challenging people to please just donate the cost of a pair of jeans. Um, I think in that respect it's probably different from previous years. So where will you and Mike be uh, celebrating Denim Day on October 7th? I'm not sure about Mike's schedule. As a matter of fact, Mike is never sure about Mike's schedule (laughs) (laughs) until days before. Uh, But I certainly intend to do something relevant. Perhaps I'll go back to my, um, you know, to the wellness community, which is now called Hopewell Cancer Support. Maybe I'll go back there for the day. I have been back. Um, Or maybe... But whatever I'm doing, I'll be wearing my jeans, I'll tell you that. I love it. And, and Nancy, love <laughs> where, where, where will you be on October 7th? Actually, Lee Jeans has a big celebration, and we have invited our friends Mike and Peggy to join us along with thousands of other supporters. Our employees love this day. It's where everything we've done, all the hard work we've put in over the entire year comes to fruition, and we celebrate raising millions of dollars, and we have a public um, celebration where we invite survivors and some of those that may still be battling, and we honor them with um, a check presentation ceremony, and we have speakers, and it's just a great day to uh, celebrate raising the money and then honor those special people that we do this event for every year. So I can tell you I will also be there with you on October 7th in Kansas City. Really, uh, really excited uh, about that. I had the chance to go last year, and it is just a great event. And I know that, you know, that's obviously a huge event that we have there in Kansas City, but I do know on October 7th there are uh, Lee National Denim Day events happening all over the country at workplaces, at schools and governments. And and, um, so, you know, again, I just want to encourage our listeners as uh, as we move to the break here to visit DenimDay.com. Sign your team up. Team up. Sign your family up. Sign your school up. Sign your soccer team up. Uh, so many ways uh, uh, to get involved. You know, we'll be together in in, uh, in in Kansas City, which is the home of Lee uh, of Lee Jeans, and and uh, out there celebrating uh, on October 7th. But we really encourage you, no matter where you are, you know, what kind of environment you're in, get on get on DenimDay.com right now. Sign up your team. Sign up your family. Uh, get involved. You know, we're talking about the important funds that we're raising for uh, for breast cancer research, for breast cancer support, 
for patients, for families. Peggy talked about the importance of support and being in a support group and connecting with others. Uh, and we want everybody to have that opportunity so that no one has to face cancer alone. We're going to take a quick a break here. We'll be right back. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health & Wellness. Effective cancer treatment requires more than just medication or surgery. For the country's 12 million cancer survivors and their loved ones, the social and emotional challenges of adapting to life with cancer are ongoing. How to handle co-workers' questions, how to get comfortable with new physical realities, how to reassure worried family members, or explain to friends your priorities have changed. The Cancer Support Community is ready to help by providing free counseling, education, and hope for survivors and their caregivers. Whether online or at over 100 locations around the world, the Cancer Support Community is ready to offer the support you need to live a better life with cancer. For more information on support groups, publications, nutrition, exercise programs, and more, call 1-888-793-9355 or visit us online at www.cancersupportcommunity.org. That's cancersupportcommunity.org. The Cancer Support Community, a global network of education and hope. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Hi, I'm Nick Nicolaitis, President and CEO of Morphotech, and we're delighted to be a sponsor of Cancer Support Community's Frankly Speaking About Cancer series. Morphotech and its parent company, Azi, are committed to human health care, and we recognize that patients and their families are the most important participants in the health care process. We salute our global advocacy partners who are devoted to improving the lives of people touched by cancer every day. Learn more. Live better. Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Frankly Speaking About Cancer with the Cancer Support Community, an inspirational program offering the resources you need to live a better life with cancer. Now here's your host, Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking About Cancer. Uh, throughout the episode, we've been talking about Lee National Denim Day, a fundraising and awareness initiative benefiting breast cancer research and support programs. Uh, with October, Breast Cancer Awareness Month really just around the corner. When we think about it, there's no better time for you to get involved and to make a difference in the fight against breast cancer. So check out DenimDate.com. You can really learn about uh, about the great programs that are being supported through the funds uh, that, uh, that are raised through this campaign. Um, uh, in, in the last segment here, we want to leave our listeners with some easy ways to get involved with this, uh, with this great cause. But, um, Nancy, I just want to uh, ask you, um, you know, there's certainly a lot of breast cancer fundraisers out there. We're seeing a lot of pink ribbons uh, these days. Why is Denim Day uh, different, and, and why is what Denim Day supports different? Well, we like to think that Denim Day is different than the other fundraisers in its simplicity. Uh, simply, a coordinator or a leader signs up at DenimDay.com. Lee Jean sends them a free participation kit with all the materials they need to coordinate an event for their team. There's posters and 
uh, all the instructions. There's a pre-addressed envelope, a donation form. Everything they need is included in that kit. Uh, pink ribbon pens to pass out to all of the um, participants that sign up to donate and wear their jeans on Friday, October 7th. Or if you can't do it that day, you can choose another day that is convenient for your team. Everyone wears their jeans, their pink ribbon pins. Um, the coordinator collects the donations from the participants and sends the, the money in. It's so easy, and you can add your own twist to make the event your own. We have people that want to know what the date is next year already so they can book their band. We have people that, you know, invite other companies to donate prizes so they can have a raffle. Um, you can make it as simple as you want, just collect the donations, or you can make it an all-out affair and invite the town to join you in, in your effort to raise money. Um, you can donate online. We also have a new way to donate this year on your Facebook page. Um, you can go to the Denim Day tab and donate directly there and invite your Facebook friends to join you there. Um, we also think another thing that sets Denim Day apart is our beneficiary model. Uh, Denim Day funds specific research projects, such as the Lee Labs, which is a team of scientists working together to create less toxic and more effective treatments and increase access to clinical trials for those faced with breast cancer, and the Biomarker Project, which you've been hearing about from Dr. Gillette today, and then, of course, the Cancer Support Community to help those that are faced with cancer in communities across the country and give that emotional and social support that is so very needed. So between its simplicity and our beneficiary model, we think that Denim Day is one of the best things that you can do to help this cause. So just quickly, Nancy, I'm just, you know, um, my company won't let us have a casual Friday or we uh, are casual every day or uh, we've got something else scheduled for October 7th. Um, uh, what are some of the quick responses to some of those uh, questions that we might get? Well, we like to encourage people that already observe casual Fridays or maybe your company wears jeans every day to allow them to wear jeans for an entire week or have everyone wear pink or do the raffles, do the um, potlucks, something else to rally people around the cause. And yeah. everybody should wear their pink ribbon pins to show that they are supporting the cause. And as far as Friday, October 7th, that is our official date that we like to have everybody rally together, but you can have it on any day that is convenient. We have people, we're sending out kits right now to teams signing up, and if they want to have it in September, if they have something else going on in October, we are happy to accommodate those special needs and send the kits out when you need to receive it. So the, I think those are those are great answers, great information now, for folks who that, are really. Go yeah, ahead, please. We say that wearing jeans is just a bonus. That the real joy is in doing something to help make a difference in the fight against breast cancer. Fantastic! <laughs> Fantastic! That's great. That's great. Doctor Gillette, will you be wearing your Lee jeans to the lab on October seventh? Well, uh, I just realized that Mike Rowe is taking his jeans off for Denim's Day, but <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't think I'd look nearly as good doing that. Nobody would think it was cute. Uh, and anyway, I'll be seeing patients on October 7th. That would probably lead to a lot of explaining. So, yes, I will be uh, proudly wearing my Lee jeans on Denim Day, and I'll be encouraging my research and clinical colleagues to do the same. 
Fantastic. Uh, Peggy, final, final words of uh, encouragement for people who are con- considering uh, participating this year. Obviously, we want them to check out VenomDay.com. I think we all like, would like to thank Mike, Mike for taking his jeans off. We certainly all appreciate that. <laughs> but yes. I think folks who are thinking about getting involved, any final words of encouragement here? Well, I know there are a lot of worthwhile causes out there. Every day we're, my husband and I are bombarded with requests for this and that, but this is one um, that can change a lot of lives and have a real impact um, on people's futures. So I'm going to put my jeans on, and I, I'm going to give Mike a call and make sure he has some jeans on. <laughs> on that day. Well, Peggy, we certainly are grateful to you and Mike for your uh, for your involvement uh, in the campaign. We're we're here in Washington, right down the uh, right down the road from you, so we hope oh, to see you. Oh, you are. Oh, and you know, you. I'm thinking I'm thinking that Kansas City's sounding pretty good on October seventh. Well, I to see I you here. We, I think we've got a date, Peggy. You and I are yeah. to can- I'm going to. Uh, you and I can fly at a BWI together to Kansas City. Uh, <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. So I, uh, we are so grateful to uh, uh, to Nancy and to the whole team there at Lee for all that you're doing to support this wonderful work, to support the research, to support our work at the cancer support community. And Dr. Gillette, we applaud the uh, terrific research um, that's uh, uh, that's happening and and uh, all of your hard work uh, so that we can uh, look towards a future without breast cancer. I think we'd all like to, to like to uh, not even have to do these campaigns uh, in the future, and it's great to know that the dollars are going towards some incredible research. Um, uh, it's been a really um, a, a, a great conversation. Um, Nancy, uh, just uh, once again, as we move towards the end of the show, how can folks get involved and show their support for Denim Day? You can get involved with Denim Day by going to DenimDay.com and signing up a team. Again, Lee Jeans will send you a free participation kit with everything you need. You can create a a traditional team with your office, group of friends, any club you're involved with. And as coordinator, when you get that kit, you share the information with your office mates, tell them what day you're participating and that you're leading the charge, and they can give their donations to you. You can donate cash. You can write a check to Lee National Denim Day or your teammates can go online and make a donation at denimday.com. Use your credit card. It goes directly to the team that you designate when you make that donation and you get your receipt right away for your tax purposes. Um, You could create a virtual team at denimday.com. You sign up and utilize the team pages to recruit and collect donations. Your team members can send in pictures of how they're celebrating the day and you post them to your team page and share them with everybody and then finally again you can fundraise on Facebook you can go to the Lee Jeans fan page click on the Denim Day tab share the page with your friends and they can donate right there and there's also some fun videos of Mike and Peggy there you can share with your friends to give them a laugh (laughs) fantastic absolutely So we really would encourage folks to check out DenimDay.com to see all the great stuff that's happening. And I think that, well, I think what you said, Nancy, it rings so true. I mean, one of the things that's so different about this campaign is it's so easy. Um, You know, you'll get your you'll get your kit. It's it's just a it's a it's a kit in a box. It's a campaign Mm -hmm. in a box and gives you all of the uh, information, answers all your questions, all the guidance you need to get a team registered. And we're just finding from folks across the country when they take this to their boss, to their employer, to the head of the office.
office to the head of human resources that uh, that, that that workplaces and schools and are really more than happy to take this on because um, they see the wonderful history of this campaign, the tremendous dollars that have been raised, and I do believe that with Peggy and uh, Mike as our spokespeople this year and our, our ambassadors, that they are absolutely going to uh, break some records in getting the word out there uh, about Denim Day. So a big thank you to each of you for sharing information about this initiative that funds vital breast cancer research and support for patients and families. Um, I just want to mention for more information about uh, our organization, the Cancer Support Community, and the many education and support services we provide, visit us at cancersupportcommunity.org. You can call us at 888-793-9355. We have a whole host of resources for women and families dealing with breast cancer. We've got a new book on breast reconstruction. We've got a book on dealing with advanced breast cancer. We've got uh, a book... um, what to do when a woman you love has breast cancer. It's available in English and in Spanish. We want to dedicate our episode today to the VF outlet in Reading, Pennsylvania. This group pulled together a team of people that collectively donated more than $90,000 to Lee National Denim Day in 2010, and I'm, I'm uh, anticipating that that team is going to break the $100,000 mark this year. Uh, so we just want to give them a shout-out and a shout-out to all the teams across the country, and we thank you for your hard work, your generosity, and we hope that our listeners will be inspired by uh, your incredible example. So visit us at DenimDate.com to make an individual contribution or to register a team and to participate on October 7th. Thanks for joining us on Frankly Speaking About Cancer. Until next time, be well, do well, live well. Thank you for joining us for Frankly Speaking About Cancer with your host, Kim Tibaldo. We're here for you every Tuesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. In the meantime, stay connected online at cancersupportcommunity.org. That's cancersupportcommunity.org. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.